Hello. Speaking behalf on New Antioch Christian Fellowship, both our campuses, Central Campus and Aliante Campus, on behalf of the pastor and the staff. In the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, there's been some changes to the way we do church nowadays. But we're in the 21st century and thanks to technology, we are still able to broadcast to you. So every Sunday, we still will be on Facebook Live and we still will provide a podcast, an audio version of the sermon played back from last week. We also have a YouTube channel for you to still consume the content and still feel connected to the church. Even though the physical presence, it's a difference. We're still with you in spirit, but we encourage you in the meantime to still be able to give. So visit NewAntiochAliante.org or NewAntioch.org or you can text giving, text NewAntioch to 77977 and make a donation. These donations help keep the ministry afloat. They also provide us with the resources for us to still be able to be connected in the midst of a tragedy like this. So thank you. We look forward to seeing you again when all this is over. Take care. Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're in part two of the series entitled, Why? Why now? Sometimes when God calls us, it's uncomfortable, the timing might not seem right. But on God's clock, the timing is always right. We have to embrace the call and answer our purpose. Coming up. Like Job said, it really wasn't God that was slain, Job, but Job didn't know who it was. And many of you, I know all the preachers are going back and forth trying to figure out, is this God, is this the devil, is this sin, is this world? It, it really don't matter, but, but Job said it like this, don't you slay me. Don't you slay me. Yet will I trust you. Ah. What he understood is whatever was going on, that God yet had his hand on it. And God, we trust you. Yeah. We trust you. Yes. And so now we just want to hear what God has to say to us for this week. Amen. He is not panicking on the throne. And for those of us who are losing loved ones and are losing friends or are worried about loved ones and friends, we know God is still on the throne. And your job was to just make sure that they knew Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, let me stop and say before I go to the word, for those of you that, that, that want something to do in your prayer, there is a scripture that you can pray over believers who are not in a position to pray for themselves. You, the Bible says that you can ask God to forgive. Those people that you're worried about, you can ask God to forgive. And the Bible says God will give them life. All they need to do is have believed in Jesus Christ. And then as you pray for them, ask God to forgive them and clear the, the things up. And God will do that as an answer to your prayer so that we have hope when it's over. And again, because he's on the throne, he is still a healer. God is still healing. So we're asking God to heal everybody. 
And if he chooses to take some home, uh, that's his prerogative. And, and, and the, somebody said, the worst thing you can do is send me to Jesus. And somebody said, well, that's the best thing you can do. We are not fearful. We're going to live forever. Those who believe in Jesus Christ will never die. And so we're not going to operate in fear. But we are going to ask God to heal and ask God to have mercy. Uh, and so this is something that you can do. Begin to pray for people that God forgive um, their sins, that God clear the way between him and them as many of them are struggling uh, for their life. We pray that for everybody every day that God reach in and save. But where is the word from the Lord? We are in a series called Why? Yes. And last week uh, we talked about why me? And so we're going to go to our next stage in this series. Hello to everybody. Hey. Uh, I miss you. I miss you being here. We will have a big Holy Ghost party when we can get back together. It's going to be something else. So start looking forward to that and continue to connect with us uh, on all of our social media. Uh, so um, there is a word from the Lord for you as we go through this series called Why. Uh, Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18 in the New International Version, and it reads, Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. My topic this morning is, why now? Huh. Why? Why now? I understand why me. Because I didn't want to do it, so my ego wasn't in it. My plan wasn't in it. I can't get in your way, God. I don't have a plan for this purpose that you have called me to. So I'm walking in my purpose only because you asked me to. I understand why me. I understand why me. I can't, I can't do this that you have called me to do. So only your power can do it and you get all the glory because you have called me to the impossible and put me in an impossible situation. When you bring this purpose to pass, using messed up me, it will be to your glory and to your glory alone. I understand why me. Because you knew that I would do it for you. In spite of my fear, in spite of my doubt, in spite of my confusion, in spite of the reluctance and the incompetence and the anxiety, you knew that there was a yes in me. Right, right, right. So yes, Lord, use me. Thank you for choosing me. I accept this call. I accept this challenge. I accept this privilege. I understand why me. But why now? Come on now. As we continue in our pursuit of purpose, because here at New Antioch, we meet Jesus, yeah. change our lives, and find our purpose. In 2018, we spent the year meeting Jesus. In 2019, we spent the year changing our lives. So in 2020, we are spending the year finding our purpose. So as we continue our pursuit of purpose, God 
today to help us understand his timing. Come on now. There's something impeccable about the timing of God. In spite of the fact that God is timeless himself, in spite of the fact that God is timeless himself, he has created the mechanism of time to relate to us as his created children. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light and it was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. The light he called day. The darkness he called night. And there was an evening and there was a morning. It was the first day. The first day. He creates time. He's creating measures of time. We jump down to Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. It says, and God said, let the lights in, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark the sacred time and days and years. Okay. So God created time for us to relate to our world and to each other and to the cycles of life. And, and, and we have, as human beings, we have a complicated relationship with time. There we go. We waste time. Right. Kill time. Yeah. Borrow time. Right. Buy time. Right. Lose time. Uh -huh. We buy stuff and pay it off over time. Uh -huh. Health and fitness folk like to cheat time. Uh -huh. Athletes like to beat time. Uh -huh. Criminals seem to like doing time. Uh -huh. Church folk uh -huh. like to be in time, uh -huh. but not as interested at being on time. Uh -huh. Especially when it comes to walking in this thing called purpose. Why now? And the timing of God is, is a strange phenomenon sometimes. Sometimes he makes us wait until it seems too late. Say that. Abraham and Sarah waiting on the birth of Isaac. Right. Uh -huh. Or Mary and Martha waiting on Jesus to come heal Lazarus. Yeah, say that. Or us waiting for Jesus to return and take us up in the rapture. Uh -huh. Or waiting for him to, to meet a financial need, to fix a marriage, or uh -huh. to turn a child around, or to heal a body. Sometimes he makes us wait until it seems too late. And then sometimes on, he jumps in to what feels like an interruption. Why am I getting divorced now? Why am I going through this sickness? Why 
falling apart. Why do I have to go back to school now? Why do I have to do this ministry now? Why in the world at 60 years old do I have to plant another church and build it? Why now? Why now? Let's go work. Why not when I was younger? Somebody said, why not when I was healthier? Why not when I had less to do? Why not when my mind was sharper? When my money was better? And somebody else says, why not wait till I'm older? Why not wait till I'm wiser? Can you wait, God, till I got some money? Can you wait till I get this business off the ground? Can I wait till the kids are grown or at least my kids are stable? Or oh, maybe after I'm married or when I'm out of school, why now? I come by this morning. To convince you that God is a master planner. Come on now. Yes, he is. Come on now. God is a master planner. The Bible says that there is a time to every purpose. Watch this, watch this. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Right, right. It didn't say there was a purpose to every time. <laughs> In other words, you can't just pick your time and put a purpose on it. Y'all know how we do. I'm going to have all my babies in my 20s. I'm going to do my career in my 30s. I'm going to get wealthy in my 40s. And then I'm going to travel in my 50s. That's having a purpose for every time. But this Bible says there's a time for every purpose. God chooses your purpose and he puts a time frame on it. Why now? Why call her 
because her life was getting ready to shift. What an inconvenient time to be called for God's purpose. But if there's a hint in the text as to why now, Matthew, who's writing this text, begins to write about the life of Jesus, and he starts with Israel's history. Now Matthew is one of the 12 disciples, and his assignment is to write about the life of Jesus to the Jewish people, convincing them that Jesus was the promised Messiah, that Jesus was indeed the Son of God, that he is the one that they have been waiting for since the beginning of their nation. So he starts out his gospel by laying out the genealogy of Jesus, so we know that he is a descendant of Abraham and a descendant of David, like the scripture said, he would be. And then he writes something here that points to timing. He said, thus there were 14 generations from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile in Babylon. 14 from the exile to the Messiah. He speaks of time. God had a timetable for the salvation of mankind. So why now? The first reason why now is because heaven was ready. Heaven was ready. The Bible says in Romans 5 and 6, it says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless or yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly at the right time. So, stay with me. The Old Testament scripture said to be Christ concealed. The New Testament scripture is said to be Christ revealed. So in the Old Testament, the prophets had spoken of Jesus in those 42 generations between Genesis and Malachi. And there were hints about Jesus, foretelling and foreshadowing. There were some direct words about the Messiah, how he would be born, where he would be born, when he would be born, why he would be born, even how he would live and where and how he would die and why he would die. Heaven had a purpose and that purpose was set in a time and heaven was ready for the redemption of mankind. What does that mean? In other words, God was ready to call his family back to him. The price had to be paid and the purchase date had already been set. Jesus had to die at the right time. So if he had to die at the right time, he had to be born at the right time. And he had to be born at the right time. That meant so Mary had to get pregnant at the right time. It didn't God fixed all that. It didn't matter that it didn't fit to her plan. Because yes, on her timetable, it was time for her to get married and have a life that she dreamed of. She had a purpose for that time. But God had chosen a time for his purpose. And interruption is the privilege of authority. So why now? Because heaven was ready. Heaven is ready for you right now. God wants to use you right now. You are in this world now for such a time as this. God, I just ask God, what's he want from you right now? Even where some of you are stuck at home, even where you can't do the things. God, what do you want from me right now? And most of you, he's been telling you, he's been leading you, he's been nudging you. Heaven is ready for you, beloved. Why now? Why now? Heaven was ready, and the earth was ready. Come on now. You see, it had been years since there was a major move of God. Yeah, yeah. And the world as they knew it had been under Persian rule, and then Greek rule, and then Roman rule. 
And each of those nations left their mark and, and it made the earth ready for the Messiah to come. Because of the Greeks, so much of the world spoke the same language. And because of the Romans, the infrastructure made it perfect to travel and spread the gospel. And it's probably too complicated for me to explain in a sermon, but the earth was ready for Jesus to come. God had laid it out. Everything was ready. It was time. The prophecies were fulfilled. The earth was ready to receive her king. Jesus came at the right time. So you have to know that if God is calling you now, then the earth is ready for you now. There are a people who are ready for you right now. You are the perfect person to reach them. If your purpose is your children right now, then you are the perfect person to reach them. If your purpose is young women, if your purpose is urban professionals, if your purpose is men in prison, if your purpose is millennials, you are the perfect person to reach them. If your purpose is the IGN generation, if your purpose is couples, if your purpose is musicians, if your the earth is ready for you. There are people who are ready for you. You are the perfect person to reach them. That's good. And it's your time. Yes. Why now? For Mary, the mother of Jesus, heaven was ready. The earth was ready. And Mary was ready. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh -oh. I know it don't look like it. Uh -oh. But Mary was ready. Wow. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Come on now. The scripture says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary yeah. was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. God called her uh -huh. after she became engaged. Uh-huh. But before she could consummate the marriage. Uh-huh, 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 I got you. This is good, Erica. Wait for She had the legal pledge and the protection of a husband. Uh-huh. Which she was going to need so she could carry out her purpose. God needed Joseph's protection and his provision, but not his seed. So God orchestrated the time to make sure that Mary received the seed of her purpose before she had a chance to receive the seed of her own plan. That was good right there. God orchestrated the time to make sure Mary received the seed of her purpose before she had a chance to receive the seed of her own plan. He had to make sure he planted the seed of her purpose before the seed of her plan. Why now? Why now? Because you're about to do 
God. In other words, you met purpose, but went out and got pregnant by something else. Who am I talking to? You met purpose, but then you went out and got pregnant by something else. You met purpose, but then you went out and did something else. You met purpose, but you decided you was going to go back to school. You met purpose, but you decided you was going to buy a house. You met purpose, but you decided you was going to get married. It's going to try to find you somebody to love. You met purpose, but you fooled around and had a baby by something else. You fooled around and got pregnant by something else. You had in your mind a purpose for your time instead of accepting that your time already had a purpose. Yeah. It's good work. Come on now. You decided there was some stuff you wanted to do. And as God was trying to impregnate you with purpose, you met it, you heard it, you knew it, you just decided to go do something else, and you had a bunch of babies. Oh, yeah, you did. Come on, God help. Out of wedlock. Come on now. Okay. I, I can't. But God couldn't let that happen to Mary. It was too important. So before she had the opportunity to fill her womb with Joseph's seed, she found herself pregnant through the Holy Spirit. God interrupted her plan with his purpose. God interrupted her plan with his purpose. And here's my question for you, beloved. What in the world do you think you have to do that's more important than to do God's purpose? What in the world do you think you have more important to do than God's purpose? What in the world do you think you have that's more important to do? Sometimes we are so selfish. We are so self-centered. It's what I want and what I need. And I'm just asking you, what in the world do you think you have that's more important to do than God's purpose? Why now? Because heaven was ready. The earth was ready. Mary was ready. And the stage was set. The stage was set. God sent Jesus at the right time. Mary was thrust into purpose because the stage was all set. Now every good producer and director knows not to put the actors on the stage until the stage is set. Right, right. Because there might be something that they need to make the story work. Right. But if the stage is not set, then when they get to that part of the script, what they need is not going to be there. And so they set the stage up for everything the actors are going to need when they get to that part of the script. So when it was time for Jesus to come into the world, there are some things that had to be there. The census in Bethlehem was set. Right. Because that's where Christ had to be born. Joseph was set so that they could go where they needed to go as a family. The star was set so that the kings could follow the star. The angelic concert announcement was set so the right shepherds would hear it at the right time. Everything that the prophet said and everything in God's plan required, that God's plan required, was all set and it was all ready to go. So why now? Because the stage is set. It's time to go, y'all. Time to go. Time to move. It's time for you to take center stage. It's your scene. Yeah. It's your scene. <laughs> it's your scene, baby. It's time for you to take center stage. You might be waiting for something else to happen. You might be waiting because there's something else that you think you need before you play your scene. And sometimes an actor. 
Come on now. You are not the author. Come on now. You are not the producer. Uh, and whatever you're looking for, before you take the stage of your purpose, evidently it ain't in the script. So baby, don't edit the script. Every coach 
has a game plan. Yeah. But great coaches know how to adjust their way to victory. They can't plan on what they thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They have to deal with what the call needs to be right now. Right now. And this word today may not be for everyone, but if it's for you, if you know that God is calling you to your purpose, the stage is set. Start now. Why now? Because heaven is ready for you. Why now? Because the earth is ready for you. People are ready. Why now? Because believe it or not, you're ready. Why now? Because the stage is set. Just say yes to God. For those of you who, who need to sign up and say, God, I know you've been calling me for a while. I need you. I need you to say this prayer with me so that you and God are on the same page. If you're not saved or if you're a backslider that needs to come back to God. If you're somebody who got saved years ago and then you walked away or you've just been doing your own thing and you just need to rededicate your life. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I give you my life. Forgive me for everything that I've done wrong. Come into my heart. I give you permission to change my life. And I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you for accepting me. I'm ready because you called me. And I'm coming. In Jesus' name, amen. And let me seal that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone who prayed that prayer of salvation today, I need you to go where they are right now and grip their hearts and change them from the inside out. Seal them until the day of redemption. Seal them, God. They might be in a hospital room. They may be homesick. They may be just home because they lost their job. They may be home, God, just because we can't gather. But wherever they are right now, seal this prayer. Save in the name of Jesus. God, I need you to save all over the world. Save in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have prayed that prayer, please direct message us. We want to send you a book that will help you to understand what you need to do now that you have rededicated your life to God or you've rededicated, or you've dedicated your life to God for the first time. Just direct message us in your comment section uh, and, and we will get that book to you. We'll get back to you. For those of you who are saved and you need center stage and God is calling you now let's, let's sing the song we did last week I'll just say yes Trusting you to hear my yes and leave me home. 
you are calling right now. God, let this word bug them, let it bother them, let it stir in them. In the name of Jesus, I give speak to the yes in them. God, help them to understand what they need to do right here and right now. What they can do today, what they can do tomorrow to walk in your purpose. Stir purpose, stir up the evangelist, stir up the prophet, stir up God the apostles, stir up the pastors, stir up the teachers, stir up the intercessors, stir up the youth leaders, stir up the Sunday school teachers, stir up God, stir up the gifts, stir up those who feed the hungry, stir up God, those who are supposed to do mission, God stir them up, stir up the ones who are supposed to be talking on their job, don't let us go back the same way we came, don't let us go back to work the same way we came, don't let us go back gathering together in the same way we God change us on the inside. Stir purpose in us, God. The time is now. The world needs us now. The world is looking for an answer now. The world is struggling now. God now. God now. Stir us to do your will. If this time, God, speak to your people. Speak to your people what you would have us to do. And God, there are some today that know this word was directly to them for a call that they have been putting on the back burner. And God, those are the ones that you're tugging at to move now. This year is a time for you to move and to say yes. And to say yes to God. Not just say yes, but do yes. Help us do yes. Help us do yes. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for choosing us. We thank you for using us. We understand it's an honor and a privilege to be able to be in ministry with you. And we thank you. And we give ourselves over to you in Jesus' name.
And we thank you, God, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. You'll hear from us this week, those of you that are members of New Antioch and those of you who have come in uh, on our live stream. This is our prayer week. We get excited around here in prayer week. The first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month in New Antioch is prayer week. This week in prayer week, we are calling you all to fasting. So we're going to be fasting from sunup to sundown. It's really going to be hard because a lot of you are home all day. Now this is a for real sacrifice. This is a for real fast. The other fast when you were too busy and you realized, oh, it's 3 o'clock, I can eat because you were busy all day. That's not a real fast. You go for real fast this week. So from sunup to sundown, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have our 7 o'clock prayer that is going to be uh, live streamed. And then we're going to come every hour to help you through the day. So every hour um, for the first uh, 20, 20 minutes and 20 seconds, we're going 20, 20 you all day. We'll, somebody will be going live in prayer every hour uh, from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday after our 7 o'clock prayer uh, and then uh, I'm not sure whether we'll start at 8 or 9 but you'll see it and then all the way go through our 6. Our 6 p.m. prayer will also go live. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, how to pray during this time. Uh, there'll be teachings every night. On Wednesday night, uh, we're going to talk about, we'll put all this on Facebook, but on Wednesday night, I'm going to be talking. I'm going to go a little bit on our foot washing. Typically, we do our foot washing service. I'm going to encourage you to do foot washing at home. Uh, I'm going to call on, especially all you wives, uh, wash the feet of your husband and your children. Uh, if you're a single mom, wash the feet of your children. Show that servanthood. But we call on the men, too. You can serve your family that way. So just a suggestion that you do foot washing, but we're going to talk about how Jesus washed disciples' feet uh, during, that, uh, during that time. And we're going to talk about uh, prayer. And again, we'll, we'll lay out how we're going to pray uh, through, through every night. But, with, but 6 to 7.15 is our prayer week, and then we'll be going live. Uh, and then we'll start back over the next day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It is prayer week, and we are excited. Now, we didn't do communion today because we're going to do it next Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. We have a great program for you. We're going to come and uh, give you a, a great Easter program. Maybe not the one we could have done if we were able to gather, but there will be an Easter presentation. Um, and during the Easter presentation, we're going to take communion. So what I need you all to do is to go get uh, your juice and crackers, find something in the house, if it's some juice and a piece of bread. If you can't get out the house, get some Kool-Aid and, and a piece of bread. But we're going to take communion together. Have it ready uh, when you tune in next Sunday uh, for our Easter program. Uh, have that ready and through, in the program we will take communion together uh, as a church, you from home, and we'll be taking communion here next Sunday and have a great uh, program for you. So God bless everybody. We're so glad that you came and joined us. Stay tuned on all of our social media. Don't forget to give at newantioch.org. We do have to keep the church running, uh, and so we do need you to continue your giving and your tithing. Plus, it puts you on that blessing plan, and we don't want you to get off the plan of God for blessing. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll be seeing you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We hope this podcast leads you further to the path of your purpose. Until further notice, we will only be doing live stream at our campuses. That's 9 a.m. at Central Campus on Facebook, and that's 12.30 p.m. at Aliante Campus on Facebook. To sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 or visiting newantioch.org and there's a giving tab and both campuses are listed. Until the meantime, as we navigate our way through this as a church family, you take care and may God continue to bless you and cover your family.